Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tickle Me Comedy Club podcast uh, with Isaac Israel and Dylan Dillagaff, and we have special guest Ms. Arkansas here today. Yes, and uh, today is a spe- very special episode. We're on episode number 20. 20 that's right. So Dylan, uh, this uh, on this special episode, can you share with the fans how uh, how we started out? Well, this started out in my... Uh in my home office, uh, Isaac and I were sitting there one day. We were working on some comedy stuff and said, you know, we should start doing a podcast. And so we started in my office and we had just a couple of uh, we had a microphone and a camera and a light. A couple and beers. A couple beers. Right, well, we, I yeah. should priority. We, prior, we yeah. had the beers and the camera. And the, so anyway, we uh, we did a couple podcasts there and said, hey, let's take it bigger. So uh, it's grown into what we're doing now. And we really appreciate all the audience. We, we keep getting more and more. Uh, more and more um, watches each week. So tell your friends about us. Yeah, I mean we have a we have a great team. I mean we never give them enough credit. I mean we have Stefano and Sammy and Giorgio on film, and we have uh, Melissa on social media, Malaysia on on uh, the podcast side. We have uh, John uh, JT and uh, and Dan on the remote podcast side so there's a number of people producing this and so we're well, really lucky for for to yeah. have our team so the remote folks they they are not here with us they they are doing this whole thing over the internet and i think that's a great challenge they they've really overcome it and they've done some really good work even though they're they're not here with us they're they're online with us so yeah. that's pretty cool i like it remote audio engineers technology baby Yes. And so, yeah, and we're, we're really lucky because um, just uh, last week we got we, we partnered with ACTV, uh, which is on Roku and Amazon Fire, uh, 10 million viewers. And so we're really excited about that. Maybe we'll go from, you know, our viewership of 15 people to 16 people on a day. <laughs> so <it'll> be, <laughs> you know, with uh, 10 million viewers, you'd think you'd get one more, right? Speaking of that, who's sponsoring us tonight? Ah, uh, so it is the Blue Zone Comedy Tour. Blue Zone Comedy Tour. That's right. Blue Zone Comedy Tour uh, is devoted to uh, bringing um, uh, disabled comics out on stage and getting them out and getting them seen because there are some funny folks out there, disabled funny folks. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, let's get started. So our special guest today, he was on the uh, Bill Cunningham show in 2013 on Celebrities Uncovered on Oxygen 2014, finalist in the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition, finalist in the Shack All-Star Talent Search, finalist in the Auntie Claire's Comedy Competition, winner of the Caliwood Favorite Comic Award, uh, one of the main characters in uh, the stage play Truth. She's headlined five years on the American Me Comedy Show at the Ontario Improv. Uh, she just came off tour with the Academy Award winner Monique just uh, and just performed at the uh, Apollo in Harlem, New York. Uh, and um, she uh, has her own night at the Tickle Me Comedy Club. But let's give it up for Miss Arkansas. Miss Arkansas. <laughs> Welcome. Wow, that's quite wow. a that's quite an intro. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, especially when you ain't 20 years old. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you did a lot last week. <laughs> Well, welcome. Wow. We really appreciate you taking some time to, to come with us. I, I have to share this. Show us your mask. That is absolutely hilarious. I don't know if the camera will be able to see it, but it says... It's a uh, like a good neighbor. 
her. Stay over there. Stay over. <laughs> <laughs> she came in wearing that tonight. I, I had to look at that twice. That's pretty darn funny right there. <laughs> Especially since everybody's been eating tacos before the podcast. Right. You know, like, yeah, and uh, no Listerine. So uh, that's, that's the deal right now. Okay. Yep. So since you're 20 and uh, you've been doing comedy since you were one, uh, Ms. Arkansas, <laughs> what... Uh, so what have you been doing during this pandemic? Well, for the first 20 weeks, uh-huh. I had my own podcast. It was called Zooming Through the Pandemic with Comedian Miss Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And it did not mean we were going through it fast. It only meant we was going through it together. And it was an honor to have you on that. Mm-hmm. So that helped me with the first 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. And you have to be did careful. Did viewership go down when I was on, or did they, <laughs> nah, like, were they like, "Oh my"? God. I got about five more views. <laughs> but his family. <laughs> oh, okay, but uh, when it first happened, you know, by being alone, uh, I'm a firm believer in the higher power, and whatever I ask, it seemed like it just come to pass. Nice. But you have to be careful what you ask. Because I said, God, I know you are with me, but I wish I had a dog or something. And he done gave me this puppy. And oh my God, I've been trying to give it back to the owner. <laughs> Every time I go somewhere, he got to be right by my feet. I'm not used to when I had my four kids, they weren't that close to me. You know? so, <laughs> but I'm thankful to have him, you know, and he's there with me. And he hear anything, he go to barking. I be saying, shut up. But I know I shouldn't tell him that because he's looking out for me. That's right. He loves but, you. Yes. Yeah, so, and Normally when I do my comedy, I got this little fake pony that come out and twerk and walk me out. So once this is all over, I'm teaching my dog how to walk me out. You know, he going to know some tricks when this thing mm-hmm. over. He going to help me pay some bills. <laughs> what, so, kind of, what kind of puppy? It's a shih tzu mixed with a male tree, a mal tree, or some tree. <laughs> I just and know. you just you rescued the puppy or no actually i put on facebook one day and like i said i was like because i was almost falling into depression being in there by myself mm-hmm. and not doing comedy and everything was just crumbling mm-hmm. down and i said like i just said god i wish i at least had a puppy and one of my friends out here she uh breed those dogs and she put on there i have one for you if you want him wow and you know every time i i treat him like i do my kids i ain't buying you nothing else and every time i go to the store i can't leave out the store without getting him something <laughs> right so what else have you asked the lord for that you've gotten well oh to keep them no good jokers away from me you know i, I told them uh i love to be in a relationship but I don't know, want no microwavable man. And they say, what is a microwavable man? I say, he pop in and out. <laughs> you know, stop by and leave. <laughs> well, if you, uh, if you could ask him for a few things for me, I'll give you a list later. Okay. Well, let me know <laughs> There's some stuff on my list I need. So you want, you, want a, you want an air fryer, man, <laughs> or an oven, man. <laughs> Something going to take a little longer, you yeah. know. <laughs> but overall, everything been good. Um 
We were scheduled to do a real big event at the Craig Ranch Amphitheater out here. Yeah, that's beautiful, that area. And uh-huh. that was canceled due to uh-huh. what's going on. But um, Mr. Ron McCory out of California, he said he had a choice to, you know, cancel it till like late next year sometime mm-hmm. or either put it on TV. Okay. So he got it where it will be shown uh, October the 22nd on mm-hmm. Pay-per-view. Okay. Nice. So Great. I've been telling everybody that, you know, I love people to follow me or whatever. I said, man, you're going to win $10,000. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they uh, buying tickets. You know, they might not win $10,000, but when my money start coming in, maybe I can give something back, <laughs> you know. So, but things been looking good, you know, and, um, even through this mess, I feel like I'm still blessed. Yeah. And shout out to you. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you're doing something, I just appreciate you always calling to see if I'm available, you know. so Yeah, we're always happy to have you. And, and you always when, have packed shows when you're yes. performing. <laughs> and when my security get tighter than my outfit, I'm still, you know, tell them to let you come through. <laughs> but you know overall i'm not panicking you know i'm just acting like i'm in the rehab or something i'm just taking one day at a time you you notice uh, a lot of comics going through the same thing right now well a lot of them going through and i always ask them and i ask you you Mm -hmm. know what do you think about the virtual comedy shows i think uh it's Stage time is stage time, right? right <laughs> you get it wherever you can get it. So it brings um, some challenges, yeah, but they're, right. they're they're easy to overcome. Well, a lot of the comedians, I'm not doing it. I don't like it, and I feel if you could be funny in line, mm-hmm. you could yeah. be funny online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it'll never take the place of the stage, but it'll give us something to do until we're able to get to the stage. So, yeah. and then to hear my notification button and everybody sending something to my cash app, I just go to telling a whole yeah. lot of jokes <laughs> yeah 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 that's what they're doing now right to monetize it yeah they, they say you know uh they send you the funds through cash app or venmo or whatever if they right. think you're funny well no that dang guy ain't got to that point yet i'm talking about the people that's actually on there watching me so somebody else gonna send me some money yeah. oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what i was talking about yeah yeah oh, yeah, the cool. people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But yes, you mm-hmm. know, and just hoping that this soon pass, you yep. know, because I'm so tired of uh, mm-hmm. passing people and, and yes. not saying hello or how are you or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Fucking. I ain't do no whole lot of that. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, after my shows, I don't care if I'm the headliner or it's a real big headliner. They always come to me after the show, want their pictures, and can I get a picture with you? Sure, why not? Sure, you know, absolutely. so I miss that too. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Yes. It'll be a little while, but we'll we'll get back to that. I right? believe it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm anxiously awaiting that too. So okay, I you know I'm looking at your credits here, and uh, you know, can you tell us about that experience on the uh, the Shack All Star? Yeah. Sure, like what happened? You were a finalist, right? So, like, you know what? Was it, was it cool performing for Shaq? Or? Well, he didn't show up. <laughs> Shaq, this is your show. Where are you? Right. He had some of his crooked people there. And the reason I say that is, you know, I made up in my mind 
if I be in a competition now, it'll be pretty much to be a judge mm -hmm. or to sit on the panel and tell the up and coming comedians about what not to go through. Yeah. But they had it the first uh, week. It was at the comedy union in Los Angeles. Yeah. And the owner said, I won between the judges and the audience. Both of them right. voted for me. And they did that twice. Both times, me and another comedian won. Mm -hmm. Then here come the bull crap. Okay. <laughs> they, they moved it over to the Chinese theater in Hollywood. Yeah, the Man Chinese Theater. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they have you to bring all of these people and all your people drinking and eating and making them money and uh -huh. the parking is high as I don't know what. So it became a bringer show. Pretty much. Wow. And um, uh -huh. so then the lady did the little Kiki Shepherd like on the Apollo. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when she got ready to come to my head, this young lady ran from out of nowhere and said, excuse me, you all, we already have our winner. Ooh. And when I tell wow. you, I was so glad that I've been changed because the old me would have shot the place up. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I'm so thankful that I have changed. But that just let me know how people are, mm -hmm. you know. So, so the producers picked the winner for that. Right. For the finals, and my thing is, shouldn't nobody cheat. But if you going to cheat. At least act like you don't know the people. Yeah. <laughs> At least act like you don't know you're cheating, right? right. <laughs> but this young lady that she picked earlier uh -huh. before uh -huh. the show, she was like taking selfies with her, introducing uh -huh. her to the people in the industry and right. all this stuff. And my thing is, at least act like you don't know her, uh -huh. you know? Yeah, that, that reminds <laughs> me of, um, remember in Last Comic Standing, the uh, first season, it was that fan. And uh, Ralphie May, right. right? And Ralphie May was like four hundred pounds, and or three four hundred pounds, and they knew he was the funniest one. But you know, the producers basically said, "Yeah, there is no way Ralphie May is going to win this right. competition." So that fan, you know, uh, thin Asian guy, they let him win. But what the camera people told, I think, what the camera people told Ralphie May was. Just uh, to make sure that the audience knows that it was fixed, you got to make sure that you get a standing right. ovation on every show. Remember right. that? Yeah. Right. And, and so upset. that's what he did. I'm pretty upset at that last comic standing group. They didn't take me. <laughs> <laughs> because you're sitting. <laughs> now, like the Bay Area Black Gauna, well, I guess back in them days it uh -huh. was for the urban. But now it's like if you're funny, you're funny. It don't matter what your race is. But, yeah. Well, but that, uh, that, that means it's become a, a right. if the mainstream is coming into it. I did it, it you know? four years. The first oh. year I did it, uh -huh. I broke my ankle like a week before the competition. But I still wanted to go and see what it was about. Yeah. But I did more crying than joking. <laughs> and then. Um, each other time I didn't win because I recorded myself on my phone voice record and I noticed one time I actually went 27 seconds over Oh, and they tell you you cannot go over yeah auto and like a lot of the comedians I'm showing them my light I'm hollering out their name I'm doing everything to keep them from going over but then when it was my time it was like all of them turned their back but if my so-called buddies had a holler my name, I wouldn't have went over. It's like they went out and had a cigarette. Yeah. Get off the stage. 
Because I did it for them, made sure they uh-huh. didn't go over. But yeah. I guess they figured, you know, if they make it over to the other round and I make it over, they're going to lose anyway. Yeah, they're going to lose. But you were on Bill Cunningham. I mean, did you get to meet him at least? Yes. Okay. Bill Cunningham yeah. show. All right. Uh, that was so funny because like he's, on my comedy, I got these little uh, inserts I put in my bra, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, I find me a young lady in the uh, audience with some big ones and I tell her, I say, uh, when I lived in St. Louis, I was going to give me some big boobs like yours. I said, but they wanted $5,000 and $10,000. I said, man, I got to buy one at a time. <laughs> I say, but when I moved to Vegas or California, wherever, I say, I found me some for $29.99. <laughs> so the young man that I was on the Bill Cunningham show with, uh-huh. He was saying how uh, he wanted my, me for my money and this and that and that. And I was like, Bill, if I had some money, will I be wearing these? And he just slid down in his chair laughing. <laughs> but that was cool, too. But you know that young man? He was on the news and everything. He turned out to be a crook. Whoa. <laughs> he was lying like he was the people that books uh, mm-hmm. football players and all this uh-huh. stuff. He got caught up in some big stuff. Mm. And like I told Bill and them, I ain't had nothing to do with that part. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on Oxygen. Oxy, oxygen. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. On uh, Celebrities Uncovered with comedian Anthony Anderson. That okay. was uh, produced by Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. And that was cool, too. You know, he was on the uh, disguise and you couldn't tell who he were or whatever. But <laughs> I kind of figured that was him. But <laughs> it was cool. Like right. So I've been on this waiting on that one big thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, Well, how about the Monique tour? I mean, how many cities oh was that? My I mean, did God. You, I mean, was it cool Let traveling with Let me tell them? you how that went real uh-huh. quick. Yeah. Uh, actually, like you just said, I had my own show. I still have it. They're going to mm-hmm. call me back once all this go down. But yep. my own show at the Improv in Ontario, California. And when I host... You know, <laughs> I change wigs and outfits and shoes. Everything had to change like at least three times in that night. And I had left one and I was going to go back, but I was tired. I say, I'll go back and get it. And then I saw Monique was going to be there that Friday. I said, ooh, I could go get my outfit and get me a picture with Monique. Okay. And I went back over there and the general manager said, I'm sorry, Miss Arkansas, we can't let you in. We sold out. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can respect that. I was getting ready to leave. A young lady stopped me. She said, excuse me, are you getting ready to buy a ticket? I said, no, they said they sold out. I, she said, well, my sister couldn't make it here. God bless you. And Monique had a 7 o'clock and a 9 o'clock show. That was the 7 o'clock. So I walked in, the general manager looking at me like, how did you get in here? (laughs) You know, I just smiled and kept going. And then once it was over, I kind of cut in line. And I walked up to her and all I said was, hi, Monique. I'm comedian Miss Arkansas. She said, would you like to do some time on my next show? And when I did them seven minutes, she said she had to come out the green room to see what they were laughing at. Mm -hmm. And she came back a year later and I bought a ticket. I said they weren't going to be able to tell me that. 
So I went in there. She was excited to see me. I was excited to see her. She said, baby, come back tomorrow and close out my show with me. I did that. And when uh, I got ready to leave, she said, come in the green room. She said, you are amazing. Mm -hmm. People need to know you. They need to see you. She said, I have a few tour dates coming up and I'm going to take you on the road with me. She took me to the uh, uh, improv in Chicago, four sold out shows. Mm -hmm. When she had her residency here in Las Vegas at the SLS Hotel and Casino, I did 13 of her shows. And then it came to an end (laughs) when she took me to uh, the Apollo in Harlem, New York, because uh, the truth had to be told, you know, but uh, when she let came, rip, when she rip. came we out, when she came, first of all, they tried to just throw me out there to the wolves. Yep. But instead yep. of me going straight into my comedy, I uh-huh. said, hold up, Apollo. I got to get God some praises. I said, I've been trying to get in here almost 30 years on amateur night. I say, but the God I serve said, I ain't no amateur, so I'm here, Apollo. And they went bananas, and everything else was just smooth sailing. Wow. But she came That's out. That's great. And she cussed them all out, <laughs> made them stand up for her. Uh-huh. And then she did her thing, and then when she got Don't tell done, me Monique bombed uh, at the Apollo. Did I don't exactly say hey. she bombed. I ain't okay. going to say that. But I'm just saying how she had to curse them out and make them stand up for her to give a standing ovation. Yeah, it's like, and then her, give her a little bit of respect. It's one yeah. you know? Then yeah. her uh-huh. and the other comedian that was on with uh-huh. us, they was on the stage and they were just talking, talking, talking. She was just praising her. And my friend that was with me was like, uh, she ain't gonna bring you back out. And you could tell the people how they was feeling too. Like, where's that other lady? That's yeah. how long they was out there talking. So when I tell you, I walked back out and those people stood up and screamed oh, and clapped shit. and everything like I was Whitney Houston or somebody. <laughs> she got so upset. She mm-hmm. said, you did not allow me to bring you back out properly. Ooh. I said, Ouch. lady, I told too. I said, lady, you ain't mad about me walking back out. You mad because you had to cuss them <laughs> oh, out and make sure she got rid of me. That's why my tour ended. <laughs> I said, you ain't, I said, you ain't oh, upset about me walking back God. out. I said, you upset because you had to cuss those people out and make them stand up and all I did was walk out and they stood up. Oh, and oh, that was the oh. end of my tour, but <laughs> but I thank her for everything she did, regardless, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, that was the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> you basically Man. you basically told her uh, you cussed them out, and I did better than you. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean it that way, but you know. <laughs> that was like a episode of like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She, but you know you what? Know, that, she and did the same thing there. You know what happened though? Uh huh. Like, uh, I have to, like I say, I'm a believer in him. I can't, Mm -hmm. whoever don't believe, don't believe, but I'm Mm -hmm. a believer. Uh And let me tell you how he worked. You know, she had her residency out here. Yeah. But when she got rid of me. Uh Uh-huh. Her pictures was all through Vegas on the marquees yeah, yeah, bill, and stuff. Yeah, billboards and but stuff. But as soon yeah. as she got rid of me, it seemed like a tornado came through here and took them all down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> that wasn't you, was it? 
Yeah. But they got rid of her as soon as she got rid of me. Yeah, no, I noticed that. Like, I don't know, like Eddie Griffin took over or somebody well, else took over. Well, he was there before oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I believe yeah, other- what really happened in her case here in Vegas, like the 13 weeks, I'm not bragging or nothing, but uh, I don't depend on social media to mm-hmm. get people out and support. I get yeah. out and talk with people. Yeah, I noticed and that. And uh-huh. most of the people I talk to be the ones that actually come and support. Yeah. So <laughs> when she had me on them 13 weeks, I got people in there. A lot yeah. of them said they didn't like her or the hotel, yeah. <laughs> but they came because of me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like when she uh, stopped booking me, uh, Mr. Tommy from Tommy T's, he said after I was gone, it was like no one in there. Yeah. Is it because she's so busy acting and she's so busy on TV and in the movies that she doesn't have time for stand-up? Well, she just doesn't have I time to practice, you know? She don't have to practice. She's an actress. And that's what she do with her comedy. And like she'll cry on her show and people go to feeling sorry for her. And I'm like, now she needs some help if she can cry five shows in one night, (laughs) you know, for the same problem. (laughs) So that's acting. You know what I'm saying? But (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe you got to teach exactly. Monique some uh, comedy. There. I don't know. And you know, another thing, and I don't care because, you know, she, she did what she had to do uh-huh, for me. Her uh-huh. chapter is over. Okay. But me and one of her uh, workers or whatever went to the mall and she was looking for an outfit for her. Uh-huh. And everything I picked out, she said, oh, Monique wouldn't wear that. <laughs> and don't you know, soon as she let me go, she was wearing all of that. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of the outfits she had on, people mm-hmm. were like, oh, my God, you got one like that. Yeah. They was doing everything. She told me out her own mouth one night in Chicago. She said, baby, you inspire me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how I go from being uh, inspiring you for you to get rid of me? (laughs) And like uh, it's been uh, three years and four months, no alcohol. Mm -hmm. And like when we in the green room, you could tell a lot of those people when they order a drink, it's something they ordering because she paying for it. Mm-hmm. Like if they were spending their own money, ain't no way they'll buy that. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And then the waiter come over, Miss Arkansas, would you like a cocktail? I said, honey, I don't want no cocktail, no tail. Uh, let me get some water, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? And yeah. that bothered them that I was strong enough to say I didn't want that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't have to do what you do just because I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think that's important, too, because, uh, you know, even comedy club owners, you know, they don't like it when they comics drink too much or they're high because you know it, it might have affect their performance or and you know it'll cost them money right for all that stuff so yeah i mean and you want to be i mean you yeah i be remember one of the comedians comedy, that you, know? you, you know, had on that night uh he kept running out to his car smoking you know everybody mm-hmm. that's they thing but mm-hmm. i had told him a couple of times you know that's enough or wait till you get done after the show. And they always say, I think I know everything. It's not that I know everything. A lot of times I had to go through a lot of this stuff over these 30 years to get to where I am today, you mm-hmm. know? And I wish it was somebody there that would have told me, Miss Arkansas, don't do this or don't do that. I had to actually go through it. Yeah. But to keep you from going through it, yes, I'm going to say something. But mm-hmm. it's up to you to do something with what I say. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, 
like I wasn't talking to him. And then before the night was over, you noticed it and you said something to him. Mm-hmm. And you know what about that joker? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, every time like God get ready to bless me with a car, I'm gonna drive it off the car lot. But anyway, every time I've called on him to take me somewhere, mm-hmm. I give him gas, even mm-hmm. though he don't ask for nothing. I still bless mm-hmm. him with something. My grandson came here for a month and he was out in the airport area. So he brought him to me instead of coming to get mm-hmm. me to go get him. So I still gave him some money, thanked him. Later on that day, he texted me. He said, can I come? He called himself homeless. Now, you got a mother and a brother live mm-hmm. out here. You need to make it right with mm-hmm. them. Now ain't no time to be homeless. <laughs> but he said, can I uh, come and take a shower? He said, all I need is the water. And I told him no. So don't you know he unfriended me off of Facebook because I wouldn't let him take a shower. I was like, if people get mad at you in these times, it's best to let them go. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, yeah. if you can get mad because I don't want to do something or go somewhere or whatever, you will need to be with me when this is all over. Because when it's all over, that means something bigger going to be for me. Yeah. So how's the rest of your experience at the Tickle Me Comedy Club? Oh, yeah. Well, I had the time of my life, you know, and I can't... Did you see that uh, set up, guys? They just set her up like that? (laughs) I can't thank you enough for it, you know, and (laughs) a lot of people always ask, when will I be back? And even though we haven't talked about it, but I tell them once this is all over, I will be back doing comedy at the Tickle Me Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking it into existence. But I had the time of my life and, and a lot of those nights, I always had like family in town for weddings and this and that and that. And they all come and they all enjoyed everybody. and. The servers, they really nice. It's just a nice place. Yeah, thanks for that. So I think I asked you, you know, how do you get all these people in here? And you said, well, everywhere I go, I just tell them about the show. I mean, most people like hit them up on social media, whatever. Like wherever I go, post office, I tell them. Everywhere, Walmart. (laughs) One time I was standing in line at the improv and this lady and her husband was walking up and they had some, she had some roses. Yeah. And. I always be outside, you know, talking to the people before I go in and get dressed and get ready for the uh-huh. show. And I was just messing with her. I said, oh, my God, those for me. She said, wow, how did you know? I said, guess what? Uh, Keep them and take them in there with you. And when I go on stage, give them to me. I said, I'm going to still be excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she waited. To, really? Yeah, so I played like I didn't know nothing. And then she gave them to me. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I tell them, you know, a lot of people won't do certain shows because they say it's a bringer show. And I don't do that. But I told them, don't look at it as a bringer show. Mm-hmm. Look at it as if a fight break out, you got a lot of people to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the show, I need the back. Yeah, for those of you for those of you who don't know, like uh, at comedy clubs, they have what's called these bringer shows where um, you know, the owners of the club ask the comedians to if they're if they're like new comedians or 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 you know, they've only been in it for a few years, they ask them to bring, you know, some uh some people to the show. But here's the thing though, it's a whole different level 
if you're performing at the Ontario Improv, yes. right? Because that's what, 400 people? Like, right. The way we feel it, and I say we, because I'm talking about me and comedian Jason Rogers, the one that uh, owned mm-hmm. the American Meat Comedy. The way we do it, we book funny comedians that don't mind helping us make it happen. Okay. Don't mind getting out talking to the people. And all the tickets be free anyway. You know, mm-hmm. we just let the improv give us what they give or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, but all the tickets is free. So we give each comedian a lot of them and they give them to their co-workers and friends and one time, uh, we had so many people, they had to let us have a second show that night. Really? Oh, that's great. And then great. they was also telling those that was there if they would like to come back in, they can do that too. But just know you got to do that two-item minimum. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it must, it's a great feeling, right, when you yes. see that line around the Ontario oh Improv. Sometimes yeah. I put my, uh, you know how you can hook your phone to your TV now, and I go on YouTube, pull up one of my shows at the Improv just to see me there, you know, <laughs> and listen there. to the people laugh and stuff. I miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I can be having a bad day, but uh-huh. if I make it to that stage and see people laughing, and you never know what someone is going through themselves. Mm-hmm. That means so much. You know, I want the money, but ain't nothing like seeing people have a good time and you never know what they're going through. Yeah, some people forget that sometimes. I mean, we give people therapy, but uh, we need therapy ourselves sometimes. (laughs) Well, you know what? To be honest, I can use it every day, but uh, I just know that my sons is covered. Because uh-huh. I'm a praying mother and I pray for them all the time, but I have two that's incarcerated. Wow. And one okay. of them doing time at the state prison and the other one doing time at the federal prison. Mm-hmm. So I could be running around, you know, crazy as I don't know what and crying and depressed and feeling like I was a terrible mom. Mm-hmm. But I just pray for them and I just believe they're going to come out better than they went in. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could be sad and stuff. And a lot of time I'm going through stuff. People don't know that because I still bring my same show. Mm-hmm. You know, my problem ain't your problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was talking with a comedian the other day and um, they was talking about how the vets always tell them, if you don't get nervous now, you don't got too cocky or you this or you that. I said, well, first of all, you don't have to go through what nobody else go through. You know, and it's called confidence. If you got confidence on in yourself and what you're doing, you ain't got to be nervous when you go out there. And if you get to the show early enough, you done pretty much talk to everybody and got them ready for you. So what what is your nerves for? Because 10 more people done came in, (laughs) you know. So I tell the up and coming comedians, don't believe that. You know, you ain't got to be nervous. The mic don't make me nervous. What make me nervous when I think these people ain't got my money? (laughs) (laughs) but the producers like yeah Yeah. can i talk to you in the green room for a second you know right yeah what happened was uh you know (laughs) you hear that and you're like oh shoot what happened there oh man here it comes here it comes the whole audience like (laughs) (laughs) you know what's really funny one um (laughs) one christmas I was doing this show out in LA and I was with this uh, guy 
Because I played them like scratch out. Some of them ain't mm -hmm. nothing. Some of them work some, you know, till I got to the right one. But this guy was with, he took me to the show. And I actually broke up with him that night because he wouldn't take me back to that show. But then I got to thinking and was so thankful that he didn't take me back because I probably would have been locked up. Because mm -hmm. the young lady gave me a Christmas card. And I'm thinking my money in there. Man, don't you know when I got uh, home, what was in that car was a ticket for some chicken and some, and some <laughs> and a, and a drink. Did they say they were going to pay you or, or they said they'll give you something? I done came an hour. I figured I would have got some gas money. If I ain't get no uh, money to pay a gas bill, I figure at least <laughs> ticket for chicken dinner. Was the was the chicken good or? <laughs> oh, the, the place where it was being held at. Yes, they have some delicious food. But <laughs> nine out of ten, when I go to a show, I've already eaten. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when I was drinking at the time, I kept me a bottle. Okay. So <laughs> I didn't need them to give me no chicken or no drink. Give yeah. me my money. Mm -hmm. So when he went turn around, he all tired and stuff and older. So I didn't look at that. I just looked at he wouldn't turn around and take me back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I seen her a few years later and she said, well, you better be glad you got that. I said, no, you better be glad he ain't bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> so you just have to be careful. Now people can't give me nothing in no envelope unless it came in my mail that's right yeah. maybe you should get your envelope sooner before you do your show come on now that's right mm -hmm. oh when this is over uh i've been pretty much managing myself all these years you know meeting nice people and they put me on they tell people about me or whatever but i'm about that my you want to manage me <laughs> yes I'll let yes. you manage me, Kyle. We would I love to manage you, yes. Mm -hmm. yep. uh -huh. <laughs> but I do uh, want, I, I am going to have somebody to take care of that part because I don't want to be concerned about nothing but the funny. But the mm -hmm. funny, I agree. Not Absolutely. my money, the funny, yeah, you know. Yeah. You don't want to be doing that after the show. Right. Chasing down your pay. You got jokes, yeah. you got jokes to tell. One man out here, he had booked me and and we had a wonderful show. And he kept calling, talking about he was in Arizona. I said, well, they got a Walmart to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> PayPal or something. You know, he uh, kept putting me off and putting me off. And I got to that point where I didn't even want it anymore. Ooh. I told him to stick it so far where the jaws of life have to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it wasn't in them nice words, but you know, then I called up all my comedian friends and told them about him and don't none of them fool with him. So that was his loss. That's pretty ruthless to do. Right. Know? You know, even if you don't have all of somebody money, at least mm -hmm. have some have of something. it. Yeah, I don't especially if there are people at the show. Right. And full, I done had shows show. and, that, and a lot of them depend on that door. You can't do that. It might be two people. It might be 2,000 people. So when I put shows together, I don't depend on the door. A lot of time I have given comedians money out of my purse. You know what I'm saying? Just because they didn't bring nobody. And they, they get in there and I could have did this on the computer. I could have did this at home or, you know, talking all that stuff. Well, first of all, you're making yourself look bad because D5 people came for me. So 
You know what I'm saying? So if you had a profile, we at least had 10. Yeah. So don't come to, I don't do that when I go to shows and it's really nobody there. I still perform for those few people because I know those few people going to tell some more people about me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, you're telling us about your son's uh, incarcerated and, and, you know, during this time you've been depressed at times. So when you have that stuff happening to you and you got to get on stage, what do you do? Well, every time, whether I'm going through something or not going through something, I take out me a few minutes and say me a prayer, mm-hmm. you know, because if he said he more than the whole world against us, I'm sure he can go out here with me to do what I came to do and handle these few people, <laughs> you know, for me. <laughs> but, uh, a lot of time I don't be going through nothing, but when I am, I don't let that come between what I came to do. You know, I can deal with that later, mm-hmm. you know, but like, for instance, my one son, my baby boy, he calls all the time and uh, I've been really praying for him because right now is no visitation. And then he say, mama, uh, some of these inmates got the coronavirus. And he mm. said, they just tested all of us <sighs> and we're waiting on our results. So mm-hmm. I'm waiting on pins and needles, waiting on his results like they mines, you know. Then he call again, mama, they talking about they lost our results. Then a week later, they take it again. So this was just, what? then he finally called and told me he okay. Okay. So I'm like, son, all I can tell you right now, cause I'm not able to be there. Um, just stay prayed up and covered up. <laughs> you know, covered. that's all you can do. That's right. And learn how to trust God when you can't trust yourself. Mm-hmm. So, cause sometimes self will get you in some, <laughs> well, it got me in a whole lot, but uh, it ain't getting me in nothing now. I just thank him because I felt like uh, he was cleaning me up before allowing me to blow up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I did coke 30 years ago, mm-hmm. marijuana 17 years ago, uh, alcohol three years and four months ago. And I used to shoplift for a living, but mm-hmm. it's been over 20 years I haven't put my hand on nothing that don't belongs to me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he was cleaning me up before yeah. this big moment come. That way the people can't give me this or have me to do that, you know? Yeah, but now you're doing the worst vice out of yeah. them all. Yeah, <laughs> like you're screwed. <laughs> and it seems like and you're you addicted, know, so it's not going to uh, stop. I don't know. Well... <laughs> It could stop if you wanted to stop, but right now I don't want to stop it because now people need uh, laughter more now than they ever had, mm-hmm. you know, because so many people about to, they already, and they little man was already little and they about to lose that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's up to us to to to, to give them some, some laughter, hope some, some hope. Yes, some. let them know it's going to be all right. That's absolutely right. And like I told them, I don't have no job, but I have a Mr. Day from eating, and I got 10 pounds to prove that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you just got to believe that everything going to be all right, you know? So why did you start comedy? Like, how did you start comedy? Well, uh, shout out to Cookie. She uh, was on tour with Cat Williams. She used to have her own comedy night at a place called Cheers in Moreno Valley, California. Okay, yeah. 
And like before her, even in school, a lot of people said they was a class clown. I wasn't no clown. A clown got a big nose, big feet. <laughs> you know, I wasn't no clown. <laughs> I was an entertainer. So yeah. I was always cutting up in school. A lot of times mama had to come. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> so I say I was doing it before I met her, but she gave me my first real five minutes on stage. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, comedian Bruce Bruce, he was her wow. headliner. Really? And uh-huh. like I say, them many years ago, I was a stallion, you know, uh, whatever, a dime or whatever them youngsters be saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I had did like five minutes before he showed up. Uh-huh. He didn't know I was a comedian. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting right there in the front row with my little old Daisy Duke yeah, song, yeah, yeah. long fake ponytail, you uh-huh. know, <laughs> looking uh-huh. cute. And he was wide as this table. Yeah. So he looked at me. He looked at the audience. He looked at me again. He said, dog, little mama, how much? <laughs> you know, like I was a hooker or something. <laughs> I looked back at him. I said, pay what you weigh. and everybody started laughing because he said I didn't bring that much money with me (laughs) and then (laughs) right so after I saw how the crowd responded that night that gave me the courage to want to continue to do it Mm -hmm. so since I've been doing it I done been some everywhere and a lot of places I haven't been is because I ain't wanted to go Mm mm-hmm so you hit on by Bruce Bruce. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I think he probably would have tried, you know, but he found out I was a comedian. And normally when you find out that person a comedian, y'all don't get together. Right. Because you, you never have a serious moment, you know, and you're trying to be serious. Now I'm laughing and or I'm trying to be serious. You laughing. That don't work. Yeah. You'll come out better getting with the pizza man than the com- <laughs> than a comedian. <laughs> wow. But I love it. You know, nothing I would change for it. Um, God bless me where I'm 51. So 51 more years, if I'm still able to talk and in my right mind, I'll still be telling somebody a joke. You look great. You look great. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. like I say, uh, what really keep me going is because I know what I'm going through. And to see somebody else laughing and you don't know what they're going through, that means everything. And like even with the Apollo, being on that stage meant a whole lot to me. But my biggest moment of that night was when it was all over, mm-hmm. the line was like a six flag line waiting to take pictures. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I go and talk to people. So right. this young lady, she was at the end of the line and she just looked like she had a lot on her mind. You could tell when somebody's just really going through something. So I went back there and I was talking to her and sharing the goodness and stuff that's going on with me and how this happened, that happened. Make a long story short, when I got to my room, that young lady had inboxed me on Instagram, Mm -hmm. DM as the youngster say, Mm -hmm. and she said, it was my intentions to commit suicide tonight until you shared your testimony with me. Wow. And I don't know if she was going to do it after she got her picture with Monique or when she was going to do it. But she said that. And I cried like a baby because I was like, wow, what if I hadn't have been there that night? Mm-hmm. You know, so that was my biggest moment being at the Apollo. Wow. 
That's an interesting. That's so, like I say, story. you never know what on people's mind, but if we can ease it and help lift them, and that mean everything. One laugh at a time, right? Right. Yeah, that's why we do it. Wow. I keep getting audience members that are making me cry, you know, every single week. <laughs> I keep getting, I mean, guests that crying. are making me laugh. I'm like, what kind of shit is this? Look, <laughs> this is supposed to be a comedy show? This don't some, don't some cry. You're going to mess your, make, you gonna mess your makeup up. Jesus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the reason I like sharing, because mm-hmm. like I say, you never know who that's going to help. Yeah. You know, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. So if one thing I could say can help at least one person, I feel like it's worth it mm-hmm. all. What did you say that made her say that comment? What did you say on stage? She said that because I was standing back there. Like I say, the line was so long waiting uh-huh. to take pictures with oh, okay. me and Monique and all of them. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to be in every picture she yeah. took. So I just started going, talking to people and okay. taking pictures by myself because uh-huh. they like, I want to picture with them. I want a picture with you. So, you know, taking pictures. And that's when it happened. Oh, okay. Because I was over there talking to her. And then when we got done talking, she was like, can I get a picture with you? And we took the picture. I said, come on, I want one too. I might not see yours mm-hmm. like that. And later on that night, that was the yeah. message I had wow. in my uh, DM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. incredible story. Yes. Yeah. So I still, as of today, I still check on her. Mm-hmm. And well? yes, Good. I gave her my number, told her call anytime or whatever, you know, so. <laughs> but you can go to a, a happy moment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you contact her. I need the Ontario Improv film. Can you come over? <laughs> well, she actually lives in New York. Oh, she lives in New York. Okay, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you know what? I've been blessed in, uh, in that area, especially in Ontario, because yeah. that's where I moved from. Mm-hmm. And uh, all they got to do is hear Miss Arkansas going to be there. Yeah. And then they'll come. And then I got a few friends that tell people everywhere they go. And even if they ain't got tickets, they'll write people number or something. They'll do something to make sure them people get a ticket. So it goes down. And like I say, that's just a blessing to yeah. be able to walk up and talk to people and because so many people have like a wall built up. Yeah. And if you could talk to them and get them to smile and talk to you, mm-hmm. you done did something. What was your favorite competition that you were in? Uh, Miss America. Miss no, <laughs> no, I wasn't in Miss America, but if they had a, t- you know, every time it be something like that, uh-huh. they tell me about it when it passed the due date, the deadline. Oh, okay. So okay. I didn't get to get in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the uh, Bay Area Black Comedy Competition and mm-hmm. Festival. Yeah, where was that? Uh, in the Bay Area, where out in Bay Oakland. That's where I was. I was like, come from the Bay Area. Oh, okay. In Oakland. Yes. So uh, I say out there, that was cool to Uh do that four years. And uh, they had it again this year. And 
um, Mr. Tony, that's what I call him. But he was like, uh, Miss Arkansas, we bringing it back. And I told him, I say, you know, if I come back, I'd love to be one of your judges or mm -hmm. somebody that's sitting on the panel. I don't want to yeah. compete no more. It's like I've been a finalist enough times. Can you, uh, right. you know? <laughs> well, you know, in my heart, I was the winner. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And like I tell them, in those competitions, I say we all are winners. They only have like two prizes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we all are winners. They just don't have enough stuff to give out. Oh, yeah. So, and you, yeah. do you remember where we met? We, uh, oh, I'm glad you ain't my boyfriend. <laughs> we met. Oh my gosh. Uh, wait, wait. Let me let, let me think. Let me you think. You have shows everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Which show? It was one of my shows. Yes. Oh shoot. Um, I I, I don't even remember. <laughs> it was at some restaurant. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which one, but mm -hmm. I just like I do. I, I don't wait on people to introduce me. I go to them myself. Hi, I'm comedian Miss Arkansas, <laughs> and I walked up to you and told you I was a comedian, and um, you was like, "You live here." Mm -hmm. And I said, now I live in California, but ain't nothing between us but the 15 freeway, you know. Uh -huh. And then when I tell you I'm in town and you got something, you'll put me on. I think the first show was at the M. Oh, yeah. The, the M oh, Resort. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That was great. So that's why I tell them I don't care what they say about you. I speak up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I speak up and be ready to fight. Because <laughs> I know what you do for me. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know? it's either people love us or hate us. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> we ain't going to never please all of them. Mm -hmm. So I learned to just be thankful for those that do love us and support us. Yeah, absolutely. And when, uh, you know, we get this big old moment that we waiting on, you know, I could just see me calling security to get some of them away from us. <laughs> I'm waiting on that day. Security, security. <laughs> security, security. <laughs> but wow, this is truly an honor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you for even though you was almost in California. <laughs> like, where are they at? <laughs> it's been a great I mean, I've I've just been sitting here mesmerized listening, and I haven't been able to get a word in edgewise, and I don't mind at all because it's a great story. I love to hear. And you know what I keep I've been saying for like 30 years I want to write a book and oh, yeah. I believe it'll be a number one seller but I just can't figure out how I want to you know I don't want to go all the way back uh, when I can remember that's Well like that's part story. of it though. That's 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 what made you who you are now. Well, go all the way back. Go all the way back. All the way back. I go all the way back. I go think about how mama used to say go out there and give me a uh, switch. And I go out there and get that little switch and bring it back in. And <laughs> she go out there and get three of them and play them together. I don't want to go all the way back. My grandfather did the same thing. We come back with a switch. He goes, no, that's not big enough. And he wouldn't get another right. one. Yep, right? Yes. Two by four. <laughs> He's got two by four. <laughs> I give my son the switch. It's a Nintendo switch. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, you probably give your son time out. Wasn't no time out back in them days. <laughs> yeah, I do. Because I don't want to go to, you know, CPU. 
CVS or whatever. <laughs> you think I know where to spank them at? So, I mean, if you were to do a book, I think it would be awesome to talk about, as you said earlier, you weren't the class clown. You was a class entertainer. Right. So talk. And you know, like a lot of things that I want to do, some of them have came to pass and I'm looking forward to the rest of them coming sure. to pass. That's like I said, I did time, uh, did I say it? But anyway, yeah. I did time in prison and Monique went to a prison and she did a show said, I could have been your cellmate. <laughs> and I've always said how I want to return to the one I was once in because a lot of those women was on Life Without and a couple of them just now getting out. One lady lost her sight. And I said, Lord Jesus, she was in there just that long. And a lot of them is still there. And I want to return, not just to do comedy, but to let them know I was your cellmate. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and like them, yes, yep. and those that just got in trouble, whatever, letting them know how it's hard out here, but you can stay out if you want to stay out. You got it. You know, and when I was going to all these places trying to get a job and I'd never been the one to lie. So if I put on there that I'd been in trouble, whatever, of course, they're going to say you can't have the job. Sure. So I got tired of it. And then I just started putting comedy shows together and started making sure I'm on comedy shows. And like they say, essential or what they call it when you work it. Existential, essential, uh, the uh, the people that's working. Yeah, essential, essential, essential yeah, one essential. of them. But uh -huh. anyway, well. I, t <laughs> I told him I got two boyfriends that's essential. You know, and well, one of them gets Social Security. So if that other lose his job, he right. still get a check on the third. <laughs> so I'm okay, you know. So. But like I say, just joking about them, but everything is good and right. I'm still holding on and just trying to encourage everybody that I can to just keep the faith. You can lose nice. a teeth, you can lose your wig, you can lose whatever. Do not lose your faith. Absolutely. That's a good that's a good thing for us to end on. And yeah, I always get this role, Isaac. Yeah. I get to be I get to be the doomsdayer and always say that we're coming up on uh, being out of time for this week. Yeah. Dang it. I'm not going <laughs> to take that position. No, no. I'm old man on the totem yeah. pole. But, uh, you know, Miss Arkansas, I, 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 I've, I've seen you work a couple of times and absolutely, absolutely blown away. Um, this has been amazing. I, I've sat here just listening, going, that is way cool. Mm -hmm. You've inspired me. I like your positive um, your positive outlook. And, uh, you know, it's it's I'm not I haven't been doing comedy quite that long, but it's an inspiration to to hear your story. And I'll be the first one out there to buy your book when you wow. when you get it done. So, um, and for our audience, again, we this was uh, episode number twenty, and uh, we uh, we had a great time. So, on behalf of my uh, sidekick Isaac Israel, I've been Dylan Dillagaff, and we'll see you in the next episode. Good night. Good night.